Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Visionaries podcast, where we celebrate the ingenious, insightful, innovative, and inspired leading visionaries of our time and provide our listeners with world-class examples of the kind of courage, clarity, and confidence it takes to bring visions into reality. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, who is also the voice of God on this podcast, Lou Diamond. Lou is a professional speaker, sales and leadership consultant, award-winning podcaster, and two times best-selling author. Lou has made it his life's work to help businesses, leaders, and brands thrive through the power of connecting. His innovative connecting tactics have helped hundreds of companies across the globe explode their sales, retain their clients, and build a thriving culture. His best-selling book and popular keynote, Speak Easy, is helping people connect, engage, and win with every conversation they have in business and in life. Welcome to the show, Lou. I am so delighted you are here. Angel, I'm even more delighted after an intro like that from the voice of sweetness, which is what Angel sounds like. So like the sweet sound of angels. I love that. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I want to let our audience know you are the voice of God, meaning that you introduce me and you do the commercial in the middle and you take us out of here at the end of the show. And you and I go pretty far back in the podcasting space. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of presence our audience that we do have a relationship with one another <laughs> and it's grown and it continues to grow. And I just want to express right from the get-go, my gratitude to you for being just who you are and to let the audience know that, you know, beyond the wonderful bio that I just read, Lou is someone who is one of the kindest, clearest, and most connected people that I know. And the reason he is so connected is because his heart is open. And, you know, I just want to honor you and appreciate you for that because it's a rare thing in the world to see somebody who can create so successfully and so compassionately, like the word just keeps wanting to come of compassionately. You're just one of those rare people. And I am just such a, so honored to, to have you in my world and grateful. So thank you for being who you are, Lou Diamond. I, I think that goes both ways and I feel the same thing. So yes. And all the years that we've been through podcasting, and I, I say this often to people, what's one of your favorite things about podcasting? And I, and it's, the ability to connect with this network of incredible other podcasters like like Angel. Mm -hmm. So we've had that relationship over time and obviously other ins and outs throughout all the world of business and the things that we do. So it's really great to be here. And I'm excited and honored and, and really flattered by your, your comment. Just before. Oh, well, Lou, you are a diamond. No doubt about it. <laughs> you are like one of my, my favorite life. gems on the planet. <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's get down to business here and let's talk, Lou, about a little bit about you and how you ended up being in the speaking business, how you ended up being a podcaster. Were you the kid who would get up on stage in, you know, middle school and be like leading everybody in the in the cafeteria in you know, into some adventure, or is it something that came later in your journey? Well, that's a that's a great question. It's really interesting. I think it was always there. I always like the ability to perform and did some elementary school plays and and moved right in the middle of middle school. So I would say that I may have taken a back seat to that. And and I and I played sports and sports was a part of my life and stuff like that. And right before I graduated high school, my junior year, it was my sophomore junior, I can't remember which year it was. And there was one of the plays at the school. And I remembered seeing my fellow classmates up doing a musical. I think it was Greece. And I was absolutely saying, I cannot leave this school without getting back up on stage. And, and I did. And I, I auditioned for some other play and some other musical and then did it for like my whole senior year. And, you know, work and life kind of got out of the way. And I think it was always calling me to bring people together and explain and share with people how to bring them together. I think that's the weirdest thing. And that all started from a performance. So yes, I was definitely a wrangler of, of, of friends and people and always trying to get activities. Putting it up on the stage, I think, was something that took place over time and kept calling to me. And when the podcast started years later, that was me just wanting to have great conversations with people in pairing with my message of sharing how to connect on stage. And they both were growing at the same time. So yeah, you're very observant on that, but I think it has started, it was always in me and continues to be in me. And I, and I, I still love it, still love hopping on a stage and still love having these conversations. So there's that equal balance between those two roles. Beautiful. Well, so one thing I want to talk about, Lou, is many leading visionaries. That's what we describe it as. We describe it as a calling. Yeah. So I'd love to have you share with our audience your experience of the calling. Like, is it a physical experience? Is it emotional experience? Do you get vision? Like, what is it that you identify as the calling and how does it express to you? There is this feeling that I receive. I, I see people differently, Angel. Mm -hmm. And I mean this. I used to not believe that what I was doing was real, but after having podcasts and met people like yourself and other people who have who have been tapped into more of their spiritual sense of the world, I now understand, I guess, my relationship with it. It's got a little bit of woo-wooiness to it, but it also mm -hmm. has some tacticalness and grounded, and that's very much how I think how I am. When I see people when I get to meet them, connect with them, I, I kind of see them as if they're in like their own little orb, if you would, their own little world. And in their world are all of the assets that make up all the things that make up the things that make them up. So it's their business, their brand, their images, their family, their friends, stories that I've known and heard of them, books, images. I'm looking behind you right now. You know, all the things that, you know, from podcasting, the microphones, whatever it is, I would literally see you and that world together. And when I see a whole bunch of people together, I'm actually trying to connect them. I'm trying to bring those two worlds together. The calling to me is there's this sense of appreciation that others have when I help to bring them together that lights me up. And when I will see people who aren't ready to bring their world into another, 
I want to figure out how to make that happen. I want to understand why they're not connecting or why they can't bring those worlds together. So to me, it's a little bit visual, but there is this sense and this feeling of, I almost like the universe is calling to me to say, you got to bring those people together because when they get together, they will help each other. And that is where the value will be created. And by doing that, both of their worlds will get bigger and better and brighter and help everything else out. So I, I believe that and I feel it. It excites me every day. And it could be from a simple email introduction to bringing people together to in person with people to bring them into the world or working with sales teams to better connect to customers and leaders to better connect to their people in the organization. To me, it's all the same, bringing all those little orbs and worlds together so that people can maximize, be more efficient, more productive, happier mm. when they're connected together. That's that's the calling-esque feeling, sense, vibe that I get whenever I am around others. Right. So what I'm hearing there is both the seeing and the feeling is yeah. going on for you. I want to talk about these worlds because sometimes people's worlds are really full. So Lou, you were talking about these worlds that you see and I think a lot of us in the current culture are really busy all the time. There's always this busyness, like everything is full, like my schedule is full, my life is full. So when you see these worlds that you know need to be connected, how do you help somebody who has, you know, whether it's a CEO or a salesperson or a podcaster or whoever it is, that you know they're supposed to connect with somebody else? But part of connecting is making space yeah. for mm -hmm. a new connection. How do you help with that? That's such a great question. It's funny because I heard this once before, and I think your listeners might relate to it. And I apologize if this gets a little mushy or woo-woo-y. Let's just talk about our hearts for a second, Angel B. Hartwell. Our hearts, I believe, have an endless capacity for love, to let people in. I know we have soulmates. We have people that we love for our lives. And there were people that we loved when we were younger and maybe you know that love might've faded or whatnot. But we have the ability to let people into the windows of our heart in so many different ways in our life. And I truly believe that this is it, there's no limit and cap to it. I think the more we do it, the better. And obviously there's only so much time we have to go around this planet and the people we get to connect with we don't have the opportunity to let them all in to be able to share and feel and love that way. I think connecting is similar. And, and I recognize from a business perspective, obviously, if you're trying to connect to businesses from sales or leadership, there's only so many clients you could take in each day. However, I do believe that relationships are things that can continue to grow and evolve over time and can continue to be added on. And when the currency of connection angel, which I believe is help. Help is the current of connection. When the help is needed most, that is when the space is made for the connection to be made to help the person out. I will use this example right now. So you know that I've been running a program where I've been helping other podcasters help to grow their, monetize their business and stuff like that. Well, someone who wasn't in the space just yet, I was a guest on my show years ago and saw this communication, reached out to me and needed help in something very similar to what I do, but it was related and knew that they needed to come to me because it was at that point that she's like, now I need what you have and your help. And by the way, we're squeezing in and figuring out how to make that help happen in the timeline that works for both of us. So I believe 
you are correct. There space needs to be made to keep the connections in our lives and keep them active because it is hard, right? We want to stay in contact with those people. We want to keep touching base with them. And it's hard to do. But what I find is the ability for us to take those relationships in is limitless. And the ability to devote the energy we need to is most focused when help is needed most at that time, when we have the ability to help those and the others have the most pressing needs. And if you think about the clients you have or the work you do, you're probably working with the people that you're helping the most who need you the most right now. Mm -hmm. And there were ones that probably faded off because maybe you helped them and you got them on the right track and now they've passed off and now others need that priority. It doesn't mean that they're not part of your connection. It doesn't mean they're not part of a relationship. It doesn't mean that down the road, you can reconnect mm -hmm. and reestablish that help. So I think it's that threshold of how much help we can do at the time, but our capacity to connect shows no limits in my mind is what I believe. Well, you know, Lou, one of the things that I just really want our listeners to hear is how much heart you carry. Like you are definitely so powerful in that way. So what I want to say now, Lou, is you're right about this idea of we make the connection. It's really about the initiation of the connection and then the trusting that the timing will work itself out and that we will also come back around again and again and again. Interestingly yeah. enough, I just came back from a conference and at that conference, I saw people that I hadn't seen since 2014. And we dropped right in and had great conversations. And so I totally agree with you that when the timing is right, that we will always come back around to those people that we are most needing to be connected with at that particular time. So we're gonna take a quick break. Listeners, are you a leading visionary or in the role of leading other visionaries? Consider joining our community and sharing your feedback and takeaways from each episode. We invite you to join us and support this podcast by making a donation at leadingvisionariespodcast.com. Interested in finding out more about how you can receive support for getting your vision out of the air and onto the ground? You can apply to qualify for a complimentary consult with me or a member of my team by clicking the Connect with Angel button on the website. Please be sure to share this show in your own spirals of influence with the people who you think might benefit from our content. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. Going to shout out this week to our listeners in New York, where Lou is, and we'll be right back with Lou Diamond. The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com.
And we are back with Lou Diamond, and you can find out more about Lou at thriveloud.com. And when you get to thriveloud.com, you're going to find a lot of things, I am sure. Number one, the podcast. Number two, your two books. And number three, ways to work with you. Correct, Lou? Is there anything else that they're going to find at Thrive Loud that I haven't mentioned? They're going to find some really fun content about some of the things we talk about. Now, they're going to find some great stuff, great, great rich ways, and, and at the core of it, is how you need to be to make these connections we're talking about. And that's really the specialty that I focus on is embracing the way you need to be so that you have the ability to connect when you need to at the time that you're going to be able to make that connection that is needed in your life at the moment. Beautiful. So let's talk, Lou, about when you got the vision for becoming a speaker and then the vision for becoming a podcaster. Can we talk a little bit about the experience of being a visionary who has taken it from the air and put it on the ground. Like one of the things that you said before we went to the break is that you're a little bit woo, but you're tactical too, right? <laughs> and, you know, I would say the same for myself. I am very visionary and incredibly practical because I believe that if if we're, you know, too floaty, what's the point of the vision? And if we're too practical, we're we're really stuck in usually an old paradigm that's now falling apart in lots of ways. So I'd love to have you talk about the whole experience of being a visionary, bringing it into reality. I'd worked on Wall Street for a very long time. I worked in professional consulting before that and a long career in what would be a very traditional, that tactical business type of work. Two things I know is one, I was really good at it. And two, I felt I was limited, not in the financial dollars that I was getting in, but into the audience that I was connecting with and dealing with the, the way that I did business, the way I closed sales, the way I maintain relationships. This heartfelt thing that you keep addressing here is something that was always in me. And for the record, I wanted to polish it more and I wanted to bring it out to the masses. I didn't want to just limit it to the financial services world I'd been working with. And I, a calling, if you would, using a term that you love, was that mm -hmm. I literally just basically raised my hand and said, I need to do this. I, need, I, I will not be no different than me wanting to hop on stage and you know, go, on, go and get involved in the drama department in, in high school. It was the same type of thing where I wanted to share this message of connecting. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, I figured this out that I wanted to do it. I had somebody help me outline it for me. This was a, I was moonlighting, if you would at a conference in Las Vegas. And I used a lot of these skills that I did for years of how I established relationships. And we closed a lot of business within two and a half days at this conference in Vegas, five more deals within 30 days after the conference. And the guy who brought me out, who's a good friend of mine, who was the CEO of this company still is, he said, you need to jot down the ideas. And that was the outline for Master of the Art of Connecting, my first book. Mm. And I explained this. And I then went on numerous podcast shows and radio shows and TV spots, believe it or not, to promote the book. And when I did that, there was some great shows that I went on, met some really cool people, and mm -hmm. everybody kept saying, wow, your name's Lou Diamond. You really have to be on a podcast show. You should well, have your plus, own show. Plus you have a voice for it and, too, right? And, and, I, and I had a voice for it. And I knew that there was something there, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was. I had just started my company, Thrive, and there was a lot of this me trying to help people understand this new way of connecting and working with different businesses. And I was trying to get that off the ground. And I had a message to deliver from the book. I thought the podcast was a good way to market it. And then came what I'd call the greatest happy accident of all time. 
I was asked to go on a show that was just absolutely god awful, Angel. There was like a script that I needed to type out eight questions that were asked on this podcast that I had to literally type the exact answer that I would do. I guess this was before the days of transcription. And there was a rehearsal to go through with the associate producer of the show before I got to deal with the host a week before the show, before we would then do the live interview, just as like a dress rehearsal. And I misread he wanted me to literally read the script of what I had. And I didn't understand what this would be a podcast for, from because this is, I could, like, you could read this. I don't have to, you know, I wrote it down. And when I deviated from the script, they said, you know, no, no, we have to go back and do it again because you didn't say that. And I was just being more of my speaker natural self as opposed mm. to this, whatever I wrote. And I said, do me a favor, can you cancel our scheduled meeting for next week? Because this version of myself is one that I don't want. And I am going to create a show that is the exact opposite of whatever this thing is. And that was the birth of Thrive Loud. And we wanted to feature those that were thriving in their lives, their businesses, and their passions. And I wanted to have conversations with people and understand the power of connection and what those people do. How, what are, how are these incredible people? Like you have leading visionaries come on this show. How do these people who are thriving in their lives, what do they do that's different? What makes them unique? Kind of decode what that is because that's what I wanted. I didn't want a scripted answer. I wanted to understand the real human, human nature of that person, the way they are, the way they need to be so that they can thrive. And that's what kicked off Thrive Loud. And I did not know it. But the reality was that all that work, as you and I have known, mm. and the connection and the podcasting and my speaking about connecting all connected together in one important message, which is the one that's come out now, which is speak easy, mm. which is how you need to be so you can connect, mm. engage, and win in every conversation. Because it's the conversation where the magic happens. It's where the connection happens, where you find out how you can help somebody. So I, I joke about it that it all started with an absolutely awful podcast show that I don't believe is still around today. And I and I look at it and so funny because there's such such a wonderful way, all the relationships and friends that I've made like yourself, Angel, mm -hmm. through podcasting, but also the ability to work on the skills that we all need to do so we can connect better in practice on the show, like yeah. I'm doing right now, how you yeah. and I have this connection and we're doing it with the listeners. That. That's where this whole thing all began. And that, and now I'm now teaching people the speakeasy way and from all these lessons of all these conversations and incorporating it with the way I taught people how to master connect so that they can connect to thrive in everything they do. And that's been my passion and what I continue to, to love that I get to wake up every morning and get a chance to do. Well, you know, I think the important keyword, Lou, beyond the word connection that I always associate with you is thrive, yeah. right? And so, you know, your entire vision, your entire structure of your business and how you serve in the world and, and how you show up, the thriving is that North Star that you're aiming for, for everyone. And, you know, we both come from an era where the sales and doing business, there was a lot of like, go after it, grind it out, you know, you know, make your numbers and all of that. And your whole way of being has been proven time and time and time again to be a superior way of building sales, of growing businesses, of helping all the people that come into your your world to thrive, myself included. So I just wanted to presence 
for our listeners that often a leading visionary will have a calling. And and what we heard from Lou is he was called to do this. 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 And now all of a sudden it's all connected together. But the riding intention, it's like the thermal that your wings are being carried on is pointed in the direction of thriving. So I just wanted to presence that. So in the time we have left, we have a little, just a little bit more time. I want to ask you, for somebody like you who does have a big heart, how do you navigate setting boundaries? Like your whole deal is connect, connect, big heart, everybody, like let's all love one another. Sometimes for people like that, setting boundaries can be really difficult. So how do you <laughs> set boundaries in your life and in your business so that your vision can continue to thrive. It's a, it's a great point, you know, because you can head off in different tangents, and if you're not too careful, I think, I think I can summarize it in in, and I do this often into if it doesn't fall into the two, I, I use my fists as I'm demonstrating here mm-hmm. for those who are watching this and there's list, the listeners. When people ask me what I do, there are two core components that that I'm helping people thrive. It is I'm I'm a sales and leadership consultant. So that is the the meat and potatoes of the work that I do. That's with the business. That's the tactical piece of the work that's there. And that's helping companies to grow their sales and helping leaders to better connect to their people. That's the, the real work that I do. And I speak and write about connecting. I speak on the podcast about the connecting and, and I write about it in the books. And I recognize that if it doesn't fall within these, these flows, mm-hmm. <laughs> if it isn't that, there have been side projects. Lou, you know, do you, you want to help? produce podcasts or, or stuff like that, you know, like if it didn't fit right in, I, I that's not going to be the, the sweet spot there because I can dive into those lanes and help people with it, but it isn't the real expertise. The other part of that speaking and writing about connecting that speaking is helping to teach people the lessons that I've learned. And that's a teaching piece that I love to do. So anything that doesn't fall within that, that's where my boundaries have to be. I've jumped into other fields. I've helped mm-hmm. with other things. I've helped because I do have a natural connecting things, I've worked with VCs to help them figure out and assess certain companies. It didn't fit very nicely into this. And I recognized while there may have been a good payout or a good opportunity, it didn't fit the mold for the business of Thrive Loud. So I keep everything into that lane as best as I can. Mm-hmm. I Yes, my heart opens up to try to help people in certain ways. I have plenty of people who will call me up and need certain coaching or development or whatnot. And if it fell into leadership stuff, yes, but if it started to divide one way, you were right. Your boundaries are important. I've been learning a lot more about them of, of late, but you are correct. I try to keep to that core as best as I can because I've learned and I help a lot of my clients do this, that if you do a few things really well, mm-hmm. that's what you're known for and that's where people will go to you for and that's where you have the ability to thrive the most. If you try to stretch out to all these different things and stretch your boundaries in bigger, wider ways, it's hard to get a lasso around that and do all of it well. It is an active thing that I work on. Probably at times I'm maybe a little bendy where I'll push those boundaries, <laughs> Angel. So I, I try to keep myself in the, in the lanes that I need to. But yes, I, that's my goal is to keep them in those two buckets as best as I can. Well, at least you have clarity about what yeah. your, yeah, at least you have clarity. A lot of visionaries can have such vast visions that, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like they, I, I'll out myself. At one point I had 27 different projects going mm-hmm. on at once. And my first husband came in and looked at my desk and said, 
just pick three. Just pick three. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how he, I like I look at guys like Elon Musk who have so many initiatives, like from this from Twitter to SpaceX to Tesla to this. To, I, I don't know how these people do that. Like my brain, my brain focuses in certain areas and I see and I'm impressed by it. Mm. But I'm even more impressed by those that are able to, to do it and do that well. More people, I think, to your point, just keep the things that you're the core best at. Just because you also have, you don't want to overwork and fail on the stuff that you know that you could over deliver and really bring the best out of somebody. Mm. And I think it, it, boundaries, they, they are important. I, and thank you for making me talk about it here because it's a reminder <laughs> for myself and I'll listen to it again. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Well, we are at the end. Thank you so much for being with me, Lou. Reminder to the listeners, you can go to thriveloud.com and find out a whole lot more about Lou. And listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's episode by joining our community, sharing your takeaways, asking questions, or submitting guest suggestions. You can weave your visionary thread into our fabric by opting in on our website at leadingvisionariespodcast.com or by interacting with us on social. Look for the handle at Leading Visionaries Podcast on all of the major platforms. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open. And remember, you are here to create conscious change. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.